Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of The Hollywood Podcast, covering the latest in film, TV, streaming, and social media. I'm your host, Max Geshwind. Stay tuned for today's episode. Wilson, well, thanks so much for joining me today. I really appreciate it. And I wanted to start talking about this new Amazon original story that just came out that you're a part of um, titled Currency Collection, which is a series of digital books. You narrate one of the stories in this collection, and um, it's a collection told by prom- a prominent gay author. Um, and it's a really important story to tell. So I wanted to start with what inspired you to get involved with this collection. How did you find it? Well, I want to clarify one thing. Um, The collection is called Currency um, because that's the topic that all of these stories um, revolve around that and precarity. Um, The story that I, and they're not all gay, they're they're all from different authors and stuff, but um, the the story that I read uh, is Justin Torres's um, Cruel Work. um, Spelled like the stitching, you know, cruel, C-R-E-W-E-L-W. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, Anyway, so I came to it because, um, well, Amazon approached approached me and um, I listen to a lot. I do a lot of reading and I and I listen to some uh, and I enjoy them depending on who it is. Right. And I've all I've been a bit of a critic (laughs) about narration because I think it's really important that um, that narration reflect the material, right? I, I don't know, I, I, if I'm gonna listen to something as opposed to reading it, I want a bit of a performance. Anyway, um, <laughs> but that's me. So anyway, mm-hmm. so I came to it, they, they approached me. I was familiar with Justin Torres's work because um, years ago, someone had forwarded me a poem that he wrote about Ricky Vasquez, my character in my so-called life. Um, and it was kind of this ode to, to Ricky Vasquez that I thought was really beautifully written and, and well thought out and clearly written by someone who saw themselves um, in Ricky and thus in me, because let's face it, they're kind of intertwined. Right. So anyway, I was familiar. And, um, and then I knew, his, I knew this movie that he had, um, that he wrote um, based on a short story that he, he had written called We Are Animals. Anyway. Um, so, so they came, I read it and I loved it. And I understood, you know, in a really profound way, um, the, the theme of the story, which is um, precarity and um, this sense of fraudulence that so many of us feel around our art um, and, and how hard we are on ourselves um, as artists um, be, you know, because of the things that we have to do in order to survive being an artist in a society that doesn't value artists, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know? And so we have, we find our, we find ways to survive as we um, strive for this dream of making our own art. And so the story in many ways is about that. And I saw a lot of my own experience in it. Um, and I really, saw it as a, a, a long monologue and I performed it straight through. Uh, we took two breaks um, and I, I really felt like I inhabited this person. I really understood him. That's amazing. And, uh, and I loved it and I would do it again in a minute. Right. 
Um, I got a note from Justin afterwards after oh. he it that, um, you know, that meant a lot to me. Yeah. And, you know, I was going to actually talk about Justin because as you said, he was a huge, uh, you're a huge inspiration of his having, you know, loved your Ricky character. And it, it is such a beloved character to so many um, across the world over the years. Um, I was going to ask, did you sort of find him or did he find you? But it sounds like you were kind of his perfect choice. Did he oh, so, set out yeah. and try to find you? So after all of that long ass story, yeah. I could say the fact that when he was talking to Amazon about who he wanted to read this, he said, you know, in an ideal world, yeah. I, I would want Wilson Cruz to read it. And so they reached out thinking, you know, that I was going to say no, because I'm in production and they didn't think I was going to be able to do it. So I was like, absolutely, let's find a way. And, you know, it's COVID time. So we had to find a studio here in Toronto that, you know, was following COVID regulations and all of that um, and was willing to do it, you know? So we did. And um, it was kismet. You know, the minute they, they asked me and I, I read it, I was like, yes, for sure. Absolutely. And Justin was present with you as you were no. working or... No, 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 I never, I, you know, they, they, Amazon approached me, I read it. And then like the, about, um, you know, I, I read it a few times and then right like a couple, like a week before, maybe a few days before I reached out to his agents okay, through like Twitter or Instagram or something. Uh, or maybe I just called their office and I just said, Hey, can you let Justin, here's my phone number. Um, I'd really love to act, to speak to Justin if I could um, about the story before I read it. And here's my number, you know, no pressure. So he called me um, and I asked him, you know, I didn't take up a lot of his time, uh, but I just asked him some key questions that I needed as the performer to know, to have an answer for. And, um, and, and, and I asked some, I asked for, I asked permission for a couple of things and he said, yes. And, that was it. And then yeah. he was like, just go, go do it and go have fun. And I did. That's amazing. That must've been just a dream for him that his first choice was a yes immediately. Uh, That's it was, amazing. It was a dream to read. Yeah. It's, much of it is like poetry at times too. Yeah. It has this really interesting combination of, of the way that, you know, the way that he writes has his um, poetry in it. It's beautiful. Yeah. I want to circle back to something you said earlier, which is that you were able to connect to um, moments during the story on a very personal level. Can you delve a bit more into that? What sort of parts of the story were you able to connect with personally or um, that you were able to connect with from friends of yours that might've experienced it over the years? Oh, it, it was it was very personal. Yeah. Um, you know, there's a, there's a big part of the story in which this character, um, talks about all of the people who helped him survive and become the person that he is in order to become the artist that he becomes and and be and and the success that he enjoys is because of all of the support and love that he received from his, you know ran, sometimes random people and sometimes you know family and chosen family um, and I know that that has been true for me. You know, I, I'm not going to shock anyone by saying, you know, being an openly gay Latino actor in the 1990s through the 2000s 
was not an easy road to hoe, you know? And, um, and a lot of people helped me through that. Sometimes I needed a place to live. You know, sometimes I needed to borrow money. Sometimes I literally needed to be fed. And there are people who loved me enough to do that. Um, and I know for a lot of artists, especially right now, who are seeing, you know, very few opportunities for work and are trying to hustle their way to the rent and their bills um, and just make their way through this, this pandemic to a day when they'll, they'll be able to do what they love again. And I, I don't want people to feel shame around that. I think surviving, um, being an artist feeds an artist. You know, you, you know I think there needs to be a, a more of a safety net uh, in society for, for our artists. Um, it's important that artists are part of our society because what are we, what are we working for? What are we uh, breathing for? If not for the ability to enjoy the beautiful things in the world and art is part of that. Um, and so we provide a service, you know, think about all of the things that you relied on to get through this pandemic, whether they were books or television shows or movies or music, we helped you survive um, because we know how to survive. That's a thing that we know how to do. Yeah, that's so great what you said. And I feel like this story, Cruel Work, and your participation with this story can help attract so many, so many to hear it that need to hear it. Um, you know, I know obviously you've done so much great activist work in the LGBT community over the course of several years, specifically with, you know, GLAD and other nonprofits. Um, do you plan on sort of forging a partnership with any of these um, organizations that you've worked with to sort of share this great story of cruel work so that people, especially maybe LGBT kids can hear it and hear you say it. I feel like it would be so great. You know what, um, you're reminding me that I need to, um, I need to push GLAD to, to push this out. Yeah. So uh, thank you for reminding me of that. I'll, I'm gonna call them this week and I know that they will because I used to work there, so I know what they value, and I think this this does fall right in line with their work. So I will I will suggest that. Yeah. Um, but yes, you're right, and I and you know I'm on the board of Glisten, and I think we okay. could probably yeah. get them to do it as well. So um, good idea. You're welcome. That's what I'm here for. Yeah, <laughs> and you'll be at the Glad Media Awards very soon in a virtual um, capacity. I will be. Yes, that's exciting. Um, very, 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 all actually, I will be there not alone. I'll be there along with my, my TV family. Oh, nice. That's yeah. great. And speaking of your TV family, that's a perfect segue because I did want to switch gears to, um, what you're currently in the midst on of, which is shooting season four of Star Trek discovery. Um, just would like to know how that's all going and what can fans look forward to in season four. I'm really, I'm really proud of this season. Yeah. I'm really proud of this season um, for, you know, on a number of levels, you know, the fact that we're getting it done, it, it brings great pride to me. You know, we have, you know, we're like, first of all, we're very lucky as actors, as pe you know, people in this industry to have a job to go to right now. Um, but also to kind of, invent the wheel a bit um, as we go, because we've kind of had to 
and I'm not, not, I'm not saying me, I'm saying we, you know, we have this team of COVID professionals who've come in and you know, uh, made it possible for us to do our jobs. Um, so there's a, a lot of detail <laughs> that's involved with it and a, a lot of regulations. Um, but you know, I think as performers, we've had to balance our mental health you know, and our home lives and our work. Um, and it, it has not been without stress. Um, you know, what we do is so delicate, you know, the, this art that we do, this, the, you know, the, uh, the act of acting uh, is so fragile. And so much of it is about our imaginations and our, you know, our, our, our ability to, to use them um, and there have been times when the stakes seemed higher out of work than they did mm. at work. And I'm talking about a show that deals with saving the world. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, that was trippy, yeah. you know. Um, but I will say that the, the themes and the story of season four, um, in my opinion, are probably the best season and story and theme that we've had. And I've loved all of them, especially the last one. Um, but I, what I love about it is that it speaks directly to this moment. Um, and I don't know how much I'm allowed to say other than um, last season we talked about um, disconnection. Um, and there are, the, and this season is really, I think I can say this, this season is really about trust. Mm-hmm. Just in general, that the, 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 the theme of trust. Got it. And I'll leave it at that yeah. before I get fired. <laughs> no, yeah, you're good. No, that's amazing. It sounds like there will really be a timeliness to the upcoming season, which is great. Um, So I'd love to also, as we're talking about Star Trek, it's on a brand new streaming service, which just launched a couple of weeks ago. So I'd love to just get your take on the Paramount Plus service. And if you feel that this new sort of rebrand on the end of, you know, Viacom CBS, if this will help gravitate more people toward Star Trek now. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's definitely the same platform, you know. Yeah. It's, I first of all, I should preface all of this by saying that I'm in Canada because we're working up here, and yeah. I don't, I can't actually access Paramount. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's not available in Canada. That's interesting. No, I'm, in okay. Canada, we are available on Crave TV okay. and the Science Channel or something like that. I think. Okay. Um, and then internationally, there's you know Netflix, but um, mm-hmm. so I haven't seen what what it's like on the new platform but you know I do love the fact that they are um, giving the universe a little more love uh, in in promoting the network and the streaming service uh, and the show um, because there's a lot of great Star Trek out there uh, for all those people who love Star Trek and it's really the golden years as far as I'm concerned of Star Trek to- storytelling um, so you know they're lower decks, is is out um you know we have prodigy coming um after that with um kate mulgrew um which is another um animated series um picard is coming out soon yeah 
Um, Strange New Worlds is in production. So, you know, it's a great time to be a Trekker. Yeah, absolutely. And I feel like with the whole now Paramount Plus rebrand, you're having millions of more people subscribe and that'll just, you know, bring more attention yeah. to Star Trek and the whole universe that's shaping up for it. Not to mention that every every Star Trek series is is on Paramount Plus. So you can actually go back and watch your favorite series as well. Absolutely. Now, switching gears over from Paramount Plus to Hulu, um, I want to talk about my so-called life, which we touched on a little bit before because they just dropped about a week ago, um, the full series. Um, I want to know what your hope is for this relaunch. Do you sort of see it as a reintroduction of the series for young people today to discover the show that never knew about it, that now will know about it because of Hulu? And do you think its messages will equally resonate now? Yeah, you know what's funny is like just hearing from folks, um, it's, it's been interesting to hear the two experiences, which is the young people who've never seen it, who are like, oh, they don't have, they don't have cell phones, <laughs> but I can still relate to them, right? This is, pe- this is pre-social media, pre-cell phone, you know, pre-9-11, basically. Yeah. And um, it, it can feel like a different world in that respect. But what's, what I think is, um, the, so exciting about the show is that thematically, you know, you change these kids' clothes to today or 1955, and we're all still dealing with the same human emotion and the same human experience of, of adolescence, which is finding out who you are and finding a way to love that, <laughs> you know, and, um, and finding people who, you know, finding who, finding out where you belong and who you belong with. Um, and so I, you know, and also finding, you know, hearing people who are reliving their, their teens by watching the show again uh, with their teenagers, right? Now, you know, they, they relate less to, to Ricky and Angela and more with, you know, uh, uh, Patty and Graham, the parents. So, that's been fun to, to hear as well. Um, but it's, it's a great show. It's beautifully written and it's beautifully shot. So it holds up, I think. Yeah, it's amazing. It's a revisit for those that watched it at the time. And it's a newfound discovery for those that are yeah, young today. And, um, you know, I, I'm also really proud of, I'm proud of that character. You know, I'm proud of Ricky yeah. Vasquez. Um, and I think in this new age, I think he will be appreciated more um, because he was groundbreaking. He was a barrier breaker um, and he was ahead of his time, you know, in terms of the storytelling, in terms of uh, visibility for someone like him, uh, someone like me. And, um, and I'm really proud of, of, of the, the character we built um, mm-hmm. because I think he has opened a lot of eyes and even saved a few lives. And when I leave this planet, it'll be the thing I'm most proud of. Mm-hmm. I mean, first thing I'm thinking is revivals, I feel like have just been all the craze over the past three, four years. You just look in any direction from shows from the eighties or nineties, and they've just been revived over the past few years. Has there been any discussion, any hints that that could happen? Um, I will say what I've, what I continue to say, which is, if it never happens, it wasn't because I didn't want it to. Right, right, yeah. Um, 
I'm here, I'm open. I talk to Winnie like on a weekly basis. Oh, she, wow. she knows this. But you know, she's always been of the mind that it's perfectly encapsulated in those 19 episodes. That yeah. yes, we leave you on, we leave you on on a bit of a cliffhanger, but we let you finish the story and we think you know where it goes, right? Like we we allow our teenage audience um, to make their decision. Mm-hmm. What would yeah. they do? Yeah. Um, so my last question for you is really what are you, I know you're currently working on Star Trek. Um, do you have anything else lined up or that you're working on also along with Star Trek or? I am not. Okay. I'm up here. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, and you know, things are just starting to rev up again. And yeah. honestly, be, you know, between you and I and everyone listening, um, I need a break Okay. after this. I need a little bit of a break before we start up season five, which we will start. Um, okay. And I haven't seen my parents. By the time we finish here in June, it'll almost be two years. Since, I, since I've seen my parents. Mm-hmm. So uh, my what I'm working on is getting my vaccine so I can hug those Puerto Ricans again when mm-hmm. I get there. And are they vaccinated too? They got their first shot yesterday. That's great. So just another three weeks and they'll be fully good to go for you to visit. Exactly. I'm so excited. It, last night was one of the best sleeps I've had in a long time. Oh, that's great. Just knowing that. Yeah. That's awesome. I'm so I may have broken you. down in tears when they oh, call. No. That's great. Um, well, Wilson, thanks so much for chatting with me. I really appreciate this Thank talk. You. It's been great. Thank you so much. Thanks so much for tuning in. Please take a moment to subscribe to the Hollywood podcast for free on iTunes or your favorite podcast app. Until next time, you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Max Geshwind. Thanks for listening.